So Asen has a picture. Here's, here's a man that's uh, got the weight of the world on his shoulder. He's somewhere up, uh, I believe, checking up, uh, what's the mountain? Mount Everest. Unbelievable. I don't know how much that weighs, but doesn't he just, can you just feel his shoulders drooping and his hands are hanging down? He's tired. And a lot of us folks in this world, sometimes we feel that. Some people in the church feel that way, you know? How, how many feel that way sometimes? Listen, lately. Oh, yeah. It's like everything, why now? What does what it happen? I'm going to turn over to Mike. This is my singing mic, and this is my running mic. Okay? Right, right. Isaiah. Thanks for singing. Where'd the rest of them go? They went to someone. I hope they didn't leave. Oh, my goodness, we had such a time last week, and we were so... Terry and I looked at each other, what time? are you tired? I was like, I'm dying. I'm going to sit down. How many know people, as much as we love each other, <laughs> come on now, you're smiling. Your company went home. You're going, yay! You have a little space. We'd like to see you come, but there you go. There you go. Time to go now. You're laughing because you, you've, you've said it in your mind. And you're... What is it about us? We like our space. We need our space. We... Jesus needed space, right? Jesus needed time alone with the Father. And I titled this, and I'm taking the text from, you, you had it up there. Put, go ahead and put it back. Matthew 11. You know, yesterday I had my message all together, and somewhere, somewhere along the line, my notes disappeared. Unbelievable! What did I had in my pants? I don't know what happened. Things happened, and I had to rewrite the message. It never comes out the same. Second time around. Some of it is, some of it is. What is it about our pace? The world's pace, right now. The world's merry-go-round, the world's faster, bigger, better, more stuff, more stuff, more stuff, whatever, make it easier, make it easier, live better, live better, live better. We, we, we get to just stop this, this wheel that we're on, like a hamster on a wheel. As long as you're moving, you feel good, yeah? Like a hamster on a wheel, and uh, you think you're making progress, but you're not going to where? You know, where, where, where are you going? You know, if unless there's purpose, unless there's a purpose. Now, don't get me wrong. We've got to work hard. We've got to, do, we've got to take care of our family. We've got to, you know, we want, to, we want to give to missions. We want to help people out. That's all good. Well, we have to realize that we're only going to be able to do so much. Right? I'm only one man, you're only one woman, you're only one person, but God, the body of Christ, God working through his people can advance the kingdom because of God working and orchestrating, amen. And I really believe there is a rhythm. God is a God of rhythm. God is a God of season. 
We all know what four seasons, you know. Is there four or three? Four. Four. January, February, March. Oh, my goodness. You guys are in the season of spring. You're spring chickens. Well, now over here now, I'm not going to go that far. I don't know where you're at. I know kind of where you're at, but where am I at? Where are we with God? We want to keep advancing in our relationship, hearing his voice, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Isn't that a good verse? Understanding the time. I think it's in James. Understanding the time. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. You know that we can be deceived if we're not careful. We can be deceived to think that we, this is the way we've got to live. This is We've got to look this way. We've got to act this way in order to be successful. Right? But the Lord has, has different. His idea of success is to know Him. To find true peace, true life is in Jesus. So Jesus is, has been teaching. Jesus has been teaching to his, his people that, that he, he reaches out to. He's been teaching in the synagogue. He's been teaching in, to the disciples. And he, I think he sensed that there was a crowd amongst the, among his time that were absolutely stressed out. They were overburdened. One more time, the picture. There it is. Stressed out. I hope I can make it. We can't stop now. Now you can take it away. Um. Be gone. There it is. There you go. Back to the verse. Come unto me, all who are weary. Say that with me. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Oh. Nice to know there's a refuge. There's one who understands stress. There's one who you can go to that understands pain, understands rejection, understands letdown, setbacks. And if Jesus wasn't careful, he would be overcome. But he would, he would take time. One of my favorite verses, skipping ahead here, skipping ahead. It's somewhere here in my notes. Come on, come on, people. Come on, Mercy. He would slip away. Where is it? Anyway, I don't know where it is. It's in the scripture. Well, that's the verse I had in my notes. But he said, come and go secluded place and rest a while. For there were many people coming and going, and they didn't have time to eat. Have you ever had days like that? You didn't have time to eat. You couldn't hardly even think about what was going on. Right? Come on, you've had days like this? Well, you didn't have time to eat. 
what is Jesus talking about? He was talking to his disciples. They were ministering. They were caring for people. They were reaching out. Ministry is exhausting work. But we have to draw away and be refilled in our spirit. Another verse, I, wa- I wanted to say this because it's my favorite verse. This is why I go to the woods so much. As Jesus said, he slipped away into the wilderness to pray. He would often slip away into the wilderness. Well, the wilderness in the east is a lot different than the wilderness in the north. Right? I, you know, I like wilderness. I like trees. I like ponds and rivers. And There it is. Jesus himself would often slip away into the wilderness and pray. Now, the reason he would get into the wilderness was to get away from people. People problems. Stress. God loves people, but God also knows that people can be very demanding. Hello? You may work with people. You probably are connected to some person somewhere that you're serving. And in order to do our best, we need someone to help us carry the Lord. And Jesus said, I'm the person you need to come to first. Jesus said, I, I, have, I have a place for you. He's called it a yoke. It's not a yoke of bondage. It's a yoke that it has to do with unity. It has to do with wanting a relationship with you and I. He wants us to come alongside. He wants to come alongside of us. He wants us to be in harmony. Right? He doesn't want us to go forward ahead of him. He doesn't want us to get behind. He wants us to be together. Relationship. He wants you to talk to him. He wants you to pray to him. He wants you to give to him all your care. So first, the first point is come. In order to get help, we have to come. We have to come to the Lord. Simple word, come. Did you know that the invitation in, in the scriptures is, is, is in Isaiah 55, 1 says, ho, that first, that first word, ho. It's like, ho. Some of you are thinking about the old horse days. Ho, ho. You know, you know. You get your attention. Hey, everybody. Jeremy goes, yo, yo, yo. Right? I love that little, that little phrase. So, whole God is saying, everyone is thirsty. Come to the water. You guys are, you guys are, you guys are dying. But I have water. You guys are so thirsty. You know what the good news is? You don't have to buy. You don't have to have money to come to Jesus. You don't have to have all the looks. You don't. You, you don't have to even feel worthy. You, you, many times we don't feel worthy enough to come. That's a lot of our, a lot of the world problem. We don't. Feel, we feel can. We feel like, you know, why would God pay any attention to me? We, we put ourselves down, but God is saying, no, you're the person I died for. I want you to come. You were invited. My hand is outstretched toward you. Thank God for his invitation to whosoever believes, whosoever, right, will come. Whosoever, another verse in Jeremiah chapter 33. Great verse for prayer people, praying people. Call to me and I will answer you. Call to me. 
Hmm. Is that right? Hmm, don't look right. Calls me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. I think that's a different verse. Right? Jeremiah 33, 11. Call to me and I will answer you. Jesus didn't say, call to me and I'll just, I'll get around to it. A lot of us don't have a, a minute left to wait. We need help now. Call to me. I really believe this. God shows up when he knows it's really you call to him because oftentimes we only call to the Lord when we really are under stress. I don't know how it came up, but Josiah and I were talking about the Titanic. I think it was a, a song we were practicing, Near My God to Thee, that we may sing next Sunday, that what they sang it on the Titanic was going, I understand. They sang it on the, when they were going down. And they called out. One man got saved because he Listen to the preacher that was on the boat. And, and that was the story you were telling me. Josiah knows all the facts about the Titanic. Call to me. In my stress, in my distress, the psalmist said, in my distress, Jonah, Jonah called to God. In his distress, the thief on the cross, in the last moments of his life, called on the Lord. You know what? You, you can get saved in the last minute. You can get saved in your last breath, but don't, I don't advise you to wait that long. Why not just call out to him now? Why not just call on to Jesus? Don't, don't, don't risk it. Call to him. I had a man I knew in Palisade where we pastored. He was in the community. He was not in my church, but he was a Christian man. He was a saved man. But he and his wife divorced, and he was going through a deep, dark, he was a, in a deep, dark valley. And he told me this. He was, he was, he was, we, worked, we worked together in a different job. He was an excavator, and he said, Gary, he said, I got on my face at my house, and I just cried. I just cried out to God. I said, you know, God hears you. Sometimes we, we're stressed out. We're broken. And Jesus is saying, come. You're the people. Come. You're the person that I understand. You know, Jesus called out too. Jesus cried out when he was in distress in the Garden of Gethsemane. We know, we understand it. In agony, in such, in such agony. Because he was in deep intercession over what he was going to face. I have a sense that he was agonizing more about the sins that he was going to take on, become sin. It was just beyond, beyond his, 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 his norm. You know what? He did it because he loved you and I. He did it. He paid the price. I'm so thankful. I'm just so thankful. Come. Why shouldn't we come? Why shouldn't we come? The world will say, well, someday, some, somewhere, you know, I'll, I'll make things right somewhere, you know, some later. I want to live things. I want to do my stuff now. You know, 
Jesus said, come now. Don't put it off. Today is the day of salvation. We never know. We never know. And so the text is shocking to you and I. And when we look at the, we looked at that picture, and it was just a, you know, a kind of a funny picture, but you know what really weights down people? You know what really is the problem when we're caring? Oftentimes it's, we're out of fellowship, we're out of relationship with God, and we're carrying things that we don't have to. We're carrying guilt. We're carrying things that we don't have to, for example. We're carrying things in the past that the Satan will try to bring up and condemn us with. But we need to, you know what? I, I am in Christ. There's no more condemnation. And so we get rid, get rid of the weights. Come. We sang a little hymn called What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And that line, one of my favorite lines in that whole, that whole, uh, that whole song is, Take it to the Lord in prayer. The first thing we need to do when we're stressed is to take it to the Lord in prayer. Just take it to Jesus. Take it to Jesus. Admit. Admit. The word take comes up. That's the second point. We take. Be initiative initiative to turn it over. I don't have to carry this anymore. Hallelujah. I am forgiven. I am his. I belong to you. And you will find what? Rest. What is the rest? Oh, peace. Rest. In other words... Load is lifted. Amen. You ever done a project and you're just like, oh, glad it's done. You've ever been in a group of people when you're just like, you know, Jesus demonstrated he 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 withdrew from the crowds often. Because they would pour themselves into this the ministry, this praying and healings and providing food miraculously and on and on and on. And people, would, even when Jesus was tired, would cry out, Lord, Lord, and then one more. And then Jesus would say, let's, let's go, guys, let's take a boat ride. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's spend some time. Let's take some rest. You know what some of you guys need to do today? Take a nap. I bet you some of you do that anyway. Get away. Maybe you want to put on, you know, I mean, that's super, it's Super Bowl Sunday. I understand, I understand. But somewhere along the line, if you're not taking in, if you're not taking care of the inner man here, what's going to happen, our outer man's going to start, whoa, 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 whoa. you're going to be out of whack. You're going to be overwhelmed. But Jesus is saying to us, there is a balance. There is a harmony. There is a season and a time for everything. And we say a time for everything for a time. But a time. He has a purpose. He has a rhythm. He has a step. He has, he has something for you and I. 
that you and I, we don't have to compare ourselves to other people. We need to be ourselves, and that's what God has called you and I to be, not someone else. Amen? Get over it. You can't be anybody other than yourself in Jesus. That's a good thing. That's what God intends for the church, to be people of variety, diverse, diverse, but as one. Bringing our gifts, bringing our talents, bringing our hearts together to become united, taking time. Unity is something that we have to keep working at, isn't it? Unity. To keep peace. To keep peace. You know what? Relationships are work. Just, just admit it. Any relationship will cost you time. Your wife, your kids, right? Time. The church, time, time. And time is probably one of the most valuable, I want to say commodity, but it's one of the most valuable treasures in life, time. Every year it goes by, right? Every year, you're like, what? You can't be that old. What? Come on. Time just keeps going. And every time we get an opportunity to allow the Lord to speak into our lives, whenever you take the time to delve into his word and read it, it becomes food. It becomes nourishment to the spirit man. And you begin to take on the Lord Jesus Christ. Letting God lead is part of this whole picture. Come to me all who are weary. Take my yoke. Learn. This is the third point. Learn. Learn. How many still learning? I know every hand. Both hands. Both hands. And feet. We're learners. You know what? Jesus loves learning. Learners. Teachable. Admitting I'm not there yet. Every one of us are a work in progress. That's a good thing. There's still hope because Jesus is. is we're in the day of grace. There's still hope for people to advance because Jesus wants to teach us. What did he say about learning? He said, I am gentle. In other words, if I'm going to learn, what do I need to learn to be like? Jesus. What was he like? Well, here's an assignment. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. The story of Jesus. You will read about the person of Jesus and how he walked while he was on the earth. Now, we don't know everything about Jesus, but we know enough to understand that he was led by the Holy Spirit, that he spoke to people that other people would say, you can't talk to that, that person. Jesus went out of his way to talk to sinners. 
And he confused and he upset a lot of people that were religious because he did it in the spirit. And he understood that his, his love surpasses all the rules and the legalities and goes into the heart and the matter that which is that hand. You look at his example, how he walked humbly. I was reading just recently how Jesus was led, you know, basically forced before Pilate, and Pilate's asking these questions, who are you? Some say you're, you're the king of the Jews, and Jesus said, well, it's as you say. Jesus did not try to hold, defend himself. Jesus just held steady. And he came to a place in his life where he surrendered. Humble, broken. You know, there will be days when you just say, you know what, it's out of my hands. I can't fix this. I can't fix this problem. I can't carry this. Let's turn it over to Jesus. There's sometimes where we say, you know what, there. There is, there is only hope in the grace of God. And we just trust Jesus. We have times where we feel like our patience is being tested. Come on now, you're with me. I know you're with me on this one. Sometimes we thought we were patient until something triggered us. Yeah, that tipped us over. Tipped us over. There will be moments you can never get to a place where now I have arrived. Well, the rest of you will get this. Keep trying. Oh, my goodness. What kind of an attitude? Jesus wasn't that way. Jesus is saying, come. Even when you're broken. Even when the world and the society says, you are one of them. You need to come to Jesus just as you are. And here's how it works. When you begin to study the life of Jesus, you begin to, you know what? This is how I, this is what a real man looks like. This is what we're supposed to be like. It all our moral and all who are we, this is the person of Jesus. And God said, when Jesus leaves the earth and he's resurrected from the grave, I'm going to send you a helper. You know who that is? The Holy Spirit, which is like an arm of God. The presence of God himself wants to indwell us and actually live inside of us. Isn't that awesome? No wonder Jesus referred to the yoke. We are in harmony when we say, Jesus, I need you. And pray this prayer. Lord, I believe in your name, but I want the Holy Spirit in my life. Open yourself to the Holy Spirit. Invite the Holy Spirit. Take time to learn. You know what? Jesus said this very word. The Holy Spirit will teach you. Right? Thank God. I'll just admit, I was a slow learner. And still I am. A slow learner. You know what? I'm going to let you in on a story. While I was in college, I didn't do so great in high school. I got by, and I just wanted to get out of it, get through it, you know, other things to do. Well, God had to change my heart. You know, I had a little change of heart when I went to Bible school. It's a little different now. It's a little different. You want to be there. 
right? High school is like, you have to be there. Anyway, I had to take some math. I think it was actually algebra. I never did well in grades uh, high school. Oh, my goodness. This is like weird. C, blah, 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 equals this. So I'm sitting there, and I had to take this because college required so much math. And but here's what happened. They offered a class somewhere was in, a, in the community, offered a class on algebra, which would be okay for the college credit. And there's this old time teacher. I couldn't believe it. He took, he had a people, a line of kids, or not even kids, or young adults, trying to figure out algebra. He's going every, every one of them, he's taking time for every one of them, patient and patient. He's explaining it, going, he's just so patient and I couldn't believe it. Where did he, you know, he saved my life. I had another friend in school that saved my life too. But he, was, he would say, Gary, Gary, you just don't get it. I said, no, I don't get it. But he helped me. Just go through it again one more time. I'm slow. But Jesus would talk to his disciples the same you guys, you don't get it, right? But he knew the helper was coming. And when Jesus came back from the resurrection, he breathed into them. That was a starting point. But the real igniter was on the day of Pentecost when they were gathered in the upper room and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and went out boldly proclaiming the things of God, signs and wonders. They were never to be the same again. They were in relationship. Friends, we can go to college, we can learn all the books, we can do all the stuff. But I said it to somebody, I think we were at the release program, some of the young adults there, talk, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was talking to somebody, I think relationships is where I've grown. It's helped me grow. Relationships. People who know God are on a, you know, they're, 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 they're people that are a little further ahead of you. And you hang out with them. And you glean from them. You learn to do what they do. All was similar. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. We need role models in our world that will demonstrate to our generations, to this nation, that there is a reason that we live. There is a real, the inner man that is really who we are. That is the person where Jesus wants to come and dwell in our heart of hearts. And he's saying to you, all who are weary, And a person that's really tired, that's good news. When you're at your end, when you reach your end, and you think, I can't take another step, the Lord says, I'm going to help you. I read, read recently, you know, remember Judges? You probably haven't read Judges lately. Okay, this is kind of around the Gideon story. Last week we talked about Gideon thrashing out the wheat. There was a group of men 
It says in Judges, they were weary yet pursuing. In other words, they knew the day would come. They knew that there was victory just around the corner. But they were tired. Even there are many people in the church or in families. My dad, he worked another job to make both ends meet. But in some way, there was this love within his heart. He was doing it for his family. There's something about providing. There's something about what the Lord himself understands. My father is my provider. And when I work hard and when I put myself in a position where, Lord, I know I can't do this on my own. And you say, Jesus, help me. He shows up. Number one, you get peace. When you pray about it, when you leave it at the altar of Jesus, at the feet of Jesus, you get peace. You remember Mary and Martha, don't you? You remember the story? Martha, you are distracted. You really need just to sit down. Well, we need Marthas in the church. We do. We need worker bees. We do. But also we need Marys that chose to sit down. There it is. They were, were just a moment. Jesus was in the house. And so when you're going through your day or your week, Whatever you have to do, if you have to go out into the wilderness, you have to find a room in the house, I don't know. I'll let you in on a story. North Central Days. I'm a person who needs my quiet time. I'm a person who needs get away from people. I love people, but I need, I guess I'm just saying my personality is that, I gotta be. I gotta go. I gotta get alone. Now, there were in the college. There were bathrooms. Single, quiet little bathrooms. I enjoyed those bathrooms. They were on the dorm, in the dorm floors. Yeah, you're looking at a kid to go to bed. He went to bed at nine o'clock, growing up. Maybe ten. If he's tired, he went to bed. And then I went to North Central, and I'm thrown into a room of guys. And most of these guys are like, wow, night and day to me, night and day. And I'm, I'm in culture shock. I'm stressed out. My blood pressure was way over the roof. I was almost like we were walking through a wall carrying iron. Let's get our blood pressure checked. And they looked at me, you're a candidate for a heart attack. I'm, in, I'm, I'm, 20, I'm 22 years old. I'm a candidate for a heart attack. I was stressed out. I wasn't getting my sleep. And I learned the phone ringing. I learned to take advantage of the little bathroom. Lock the door. And a step up from the little bathroom was the prayer rooms. Quite a step up. But I loved to sneak in there too. And it'd be right in between all the hustle and bustle. The classes were moving. The crowd, they were they just you'd bumping into each other. I, I got to get out. I'm taking an X. I'm taking five minutes. Five minutes. You'd be surprised when you're intentional. Five minutes. Rejuvenate. Refocus. Recharge for a little bit. 
Jesus said to his disciples, come away with me. Leave all the cares. Slip away. When's the last time you slipped away? When's the last time you really got alone with Jesus? And my encouragement to you today is a simple little message. There is a rest. There is a rest. There is a place. There is a souls. The word souls came up in what a friend we have in Jesus. Soul. I don't know what soul is. We don't use soul. It has to do with refuge, a safe place. Jesus is a safe place. Jesus has a place next to his heart. Jesus has included you are on his heart. He looks for you. He's watching the prodigal. The prodigal. The father saw his son in the distance. Why did he see his son? His father was looking. Any day now he's coming back. Any moment he may be coming. That's my son. No matter what you've done, you're my son. And you are, you are welcome. You can come. Take from me. We're going to go back and sing a song again. We sing it a lot. Lord, I need you. And has a word in there about, and it has a word about, Lord, I need you. Bowing here, I find my rest. Rest. Not only physical rest, but a spiritual rest, a quieting of the inner man. Shutting out the noises and the voices. Maybe it's turning off technology. Come on now, hello. Maybe it's turning off devices. We have to work, we have to guard. So, making room for Jesus in our hearts.